You can't really talk about spirituality without talking about death, I guess. So this is going to be about death and spirituality. Isn't that a pick-me-up? <laughs> so for me, if you've listened to any of my other podcasts, in particular my podcast entitled Religiosity, it'll give you some insight into my early life and growing up kind of conflicted because I had a strong spiritual belief and things which are not part of the Catholic upbringing that I received. And again, I'm not begging Catholicism or people's belief, but it was just kind of my journey. So today what I want to do is talk about spirituality and death and its links and kind of what I believe and what I've been taught and yeah, share a little bit about that. So spirituality is a very important part, I think, of Indigenous culture, particularly my Indigenous culture in that there is a mental, physical and spiritual component to everything we do. So I'm very much involved in our indigenous martial arts and as an example of that, my weapons that I practice, and I do stress practice, <laughs> they have names and they are thought to have their own spirit or modi, life essence imbued into them and are to be respected as such. And I have to say that growing up, I, just like every young man, woman, child, adult, elderly or otherwise, questioned whether there was something bigger going on in the universe that we just couldn't see or that we were privy to. And I have to say that for myself, I do believe there was something bigger going on. I don't know that I believe in some guy with a book noting things off and uh, with a bunch of tick boxes uh, on a, a board looking at us going, right, you did this wrong, you did that wrong. Uh, I don't believe in that. But what I do believe in is that there is a spirit that exists within the world. And, you know, if you've ever sat outside on a early morning watch the sunrise or seen a, a lightning storm or watched the storm at sea or you know felt the breeze where you've been sitting somewhere and just felt the sun on your face I believe that's the spirit that I'm talking about and yes we can get all scientific and say well you know it's just the rotation of the um, earth around the moon and the moon around the earth and the sun around Battlestar Galactic or whatever <laughs> Clearly not a scientist. But I have to say that for me personally, I've seen things in my life that make me believe. And I'm not here to convert anyone. I'm not here to tell you what to believe. But the people that I look up to and are mentors to me certainly live an interesting duality between the spiritual world and the physical world. But there's a lot of pragmatism in that. I'm talking about this, I suppose, because recently I've had a family member very, very seriously ill in hospital, and for a while there, things were not looking good. And, 
I guess a number of things kind of took place that reminded me of the power of the indigenous take on spirituality and family and life and death and all those sorts of things. There are so many things that happen in the world that to me signal that there's something more going on than what we can touch and see and weigh and measure. And in Māori culture, we call it āhuatanga. So I'll give an example. Let's say your brother comes into a room and without even knowing why, you know that he's pissed off, something's happened, something's gone on, or maybe it's a sister or it's a wife or a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a parent in that the energy changes palpably in the room. And I've heard people say, well, it's it's minute changes in body language and you're picking stuff up on a subconscious level. I'm sure that that's part and parcel of it. But I've met people in Māori culture, we call them matikite. And matikite means the people who can have a certain type of vision, a certain type of way of seeing the world, I suppose, and seeing the spiritual world in all its fullness, and a lot of our young people who are born with that ability and that skill, they quite a few times don't receive the training necessary to be able to put that in its correct perspective, and um, it manifests as bipolar or serious mental health issues. And and like I'm not saying that bipolar, um, depression, anxiety and all the whole strata of mental health issues is not real. I, I certainly have had my fair share of depression and anxiety, So, and I've worked within the mental health field, and so I have some experience of working with people who have bipolar. I'm not saying that all of them are spiritually based, but I'm saying that there is an element of spirituality that can be mistaken for that by a lot of our people who do not receive the correct training and the correct support to be able to put that into its correct perspective. Thus, they tend to drugs, alcohol, and all other manner of self-abuse to try and deal with something which they are not equipped to understand. And, you know, for me, my family kind of know that I have this kind of uh, rolling eyes reaction whenever I see those TV psychics. I certainly believe that there are people who are spiritually gifted, but I believe that the people who genuinely are and genuinely can do those things, they're not the people who will walk up to you and tell you, oh, by the way, Elvis says hi. <laughs> or great, 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 great grandma said to make sure you don't wash your colours together, or whatever it is. Um, uh, my experience of it has been that it's something which these people possess, at least within our culture, in a very humble and very unobtrusive way, and that things will come forward at a time to them where they will feel compelled to share, but in a very gentle, non-look-at-me-look-at-me -at -me kind of a way. And for me, when I see people who have that understanding of the, of the spiritual world and that connection to the spiritual world, that's what amazes me. 
And I think there are a lot of people in the world who want to feel special and unique and that there was something different about them. And I think that there's a lot of confirmation bias that goes on. The people that I'm talking about identify and have a power of, what's the word, discernment around spiritual matters, which I really, really believe in. Now, of course, just like every other culture, we have a share of charlatans, we have a share of pretenders. But on the whole, that aside, I've seen things and experienced things that have made me a believer. And I think over the last wee while looking at death and, and where death sits, you know, we're all running around like chickens with their head chopped off, talking about, you know, talking like we're going to live forever. And whilst my loved one was in the hospital, very near to the, to the other side, a number of things kind of happened. Um, we were visited by birds, certain kind of birds, and as I say that a bird flies past, yelling and screaming. <laughs> and we believe that our guardians come back to us at times in the shape of birds, or that they are emissaries of the spiritual world, um, that manifest in the natural world. Um, a whole bunch of things which just to me, I guess, confirmed a couple of things. And I'm a big believer in that nothing is by coincidence. I'm a big believer that things happen for a reason. I don't know if they're planned, but I think they certainly happen for a reason. Maybe there's something that we need to learn. When it comes to death, I believe death is a transition. And there's a famous saying who, whose name... I don't know the gentleman who, or the, or the lady who created this saying, but I really believe it. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. And I really believe that. I think that there is something that exists not above us or below us, but beside us. And every once in a while, the walls that separate those worlds, they become permeable and you can see. Or there may be a crossover at some point. And I don't mean to sound all supernatural and woo-woo, but I honestly believe that. And I think, for me, one of the things that we really appreciate, why well, I really appreciate about the indigenous culture that I come from, is there is an accommodation for the spiritual world and all things that we do. So it's not just a question of blithely going about things. It's about a... Con a a consideration of what's happening on a spiritual level. Um, I'll see if I can give you an example. So, let's say <clears throat> I have an illness or an injury. And for some reason, I keep injuring myself on the left-hand side of my body. Maybe it's my ankle, maybe it's a knee, maybe it's a hip, all these sorts of things. Now, in Tekinga Māori, the left-hand side is your taha wahine, which means your, your feminine side, and your right side is your taha tāne, your, your male side. So what is it that needs to be realigned? What does it need to be in balance? What relationships do I need to improve with the wahine in, in my life, with my mother, my sister, partners, partner, um, whatever? What is it that I need to realign? What is it that I need to realise? What is it that I need to heal? And I think that 
we oftentimes like to be very pragmatic in the way that we approach that stuff, but I think sometimes if we take a step back and we get really honest with ourselves, physical injury can often be a sign of other things. And it might mean that there is some unresolved trauma or there is some unresolved relationships or there's some unresolved something that needs to be talked about in a certain way brought to its natural conclusion. And again, something that I really like and I really respect in our culture is the idea of a clear beginning, a clear middle and a clear end. And one of my old people used to say, you know, you can't, if you don't say goodbye, you can't come back again. You can't, if you don't say goodbye, you then can't say hello. I know that sounds kind of cryptic, but it makes sense to me (laughs) in the sense that we should really think about how we end things because it has a wider context, it has a wider effect than just ourselves. If we look at something which is the bane of a lot of people's existence, especially indigenous people, our statistics around what we call in Māori whakamomori, or suicide, especially youth suicide, are just disproportionate. And I believe it's because there is a spiritual imbalance, there is a physical imbalance, and that manifests in the economics, and that manifests in the education. And I'm not talking about degrees and um, letters behind your name, I'm talking about education on who we are. Who are you? Who are you really? Where do you come from? Where are your people? Where's your land? Where's the sky that you sit under? Where is your mountain? Where's your river? Where is your sea? Who are you? Where did you come from before you got here? Who were you? And I think there's lots of different ways to die. I think there's lots of different ways that we pass. And one of the worst things is seeing someone who's dead before their time. And I don't mean that in the sense that they've actually passed away physically, but people who have lost the light in their eye. People who were walking around not even realising that they weren't really here. You know, there's a saying, nothing's better than the life that is lived. And for me, I want to make sure that when I shuffle off this mortal coil and whatever waits in the other world, I want to be able to get through there and say that I lived a good life. I wasn't always good. I wasn't always bad, but I tried my best. Because I think it's important to have a great beginning, but it's important to have a great end. So that you can start anew in whatever happens next. I know that I've rambled a little bit about spirituality today. Because it's just been on my mind. And I encourage you, if you're listening to this podcast, to think about your spirituality. And I'm not talking about religion. I'm not begging religion if that is your path and that is your path. But take some time, get quiet with yourself, and really listen to the ancestor in you. Because I think the ancestor in you is trying to talk to you. And if we get quiet enough without putting noise and distraction in our way, we can hear their voices And I think we can learn from the wisdom that they have to give us. 
Kya pai tora.